So, consistency. Yeah. Let's define that real quick. Was that my phone or your phone? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Word of advice, turn the sound off <laughs> on your computer. <laughs> All right, anyway. Welcome to another rep podcast. What are we, uh, today we are talking about uh, consistency in training. This was a, uh, I guess, a viewer request. Oh yes, yeah. Which is kind of a fun idea. Viewer, listener request. Listener request. Yeah, we don't have videos. Well, we have Instagram, so they viewed it on the Instagram. Did they viewed it? They did viewed it. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we had somebody on our podcast or on the Instagram reach out. Uh, well, I guess answered a poll, yeah, technically, poll, yeah. and asked uh, and commented on about consistency and training, mm-hmm. and so that's uh, that's going to be the topic of discussion today. Yeah, might branch off here and there, but that'll be the focus. I love it. Conformity in the application of something, typically that which is necessary for the sake of logic, accuracy, or fairness. The way in which a substance, typically a liquid, holds together, thickness or viscosity. Okay, so far so we're, we're going with the first one. So far, we're definitely answering the definition. <laughs> what is an example of consistency? Now that's talking about food and stuff. Let's let's not go that far. All right. So consistency. What does it mean to you? Ooh, hold on. I gotta think about this one. Ooh. Put me on the spot for a definition. So the um, the continuous application of a desired goal and the steps required to achieve it. I like that. Get at me. I like that. Look at that. Look at on the spot. Off the dome. That was amazing. Uh so that's how I would describe it. At okay. least when it comes to like training. I yeah. guess well, I guess really that could be yeah, everything. Yeah, you could apply that to everything because I mean in work, you, if you're if you want to, you know, increase your status to maybe managerial or CEO, you have to consistently be good or consistently strive to reach that goal. Right? Yeah, so I think it's yeah, perform. I think it's that any any achievable or any idea I Deal goal that you're trying to get at. I love it. Yeah. Minus the consistency in liquids and whatnot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you? How would you describe it? Uh, very similar. Um, you kind of took my words because I was going to say the exact application of determination to achieve a goal. So I, I guess consistency would be I, I, repetition over time or completing repetitions towards a goal over time okay. to achieve said goal. To achieve that goal. To achieve that goal. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is this is kind of a fun one to talk about, kind of in the in the time frame, and probably a little late to the game, given um, you know, talking about the current, the fun current state of the world, God, being eight months in, <laughs> being almost a year into a uh, a shutdown of gyms. You know, it's been consistent this year. <laughs> Coronavirus. Coronavirus. It's going strong, man. It it's, is. It is. It is determined to piss everyone off. Yeah, it's constantly striving towards a towards a goal. What is its goal? Uh, world domination. Oh God, it's it's on its, it's way. It's like Pinky and the Brain. Oh God, what do you <laughs> want to do tonight, Pinky? <laughs> or no thing, brain? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. God, those that was a good cartoon. <laughs> uh, wait, no, we can't get too far. Off no, sorry, this. sorry. <laughs> Consistency in training. Consistency in training. Yeah. So, what have you been doing? to keep up your consistency since COVID and lockdown and for the most part, gym removal or gym, gym inaccessibility. Yeah. Well, I will, I will say that I've been, I've been lucky having my, uh, having a, 
like a black market gym that I can still train in for the most part. Um, there was a brief moment in time where I wasn't, I didn't have access to it. And so I was doing, uh, you know, again, lucky mm-hmm. in that the, uh, the, my apartment building has a, a very loose definition of a gym, um, <laughs> which I often consider to be, uh, which, which my coach and I call the dungeon, uh, nice. cause that's essentially what it is nice. it's in the basement. There are no windows, no airflow. Um, I bought a fan just to give something cause it's like right next to the laundry and dryer. So it's, it sucks. So it smells good sure sometimes it smells like basement oh. and like the occasional waft of dryer sheet uh, do with that as you, you will just taking all the dryer sheets and throw them in the dungeon <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's not the best but the uh i was able to at least use that and i mean there's a lot of there's several things that kind of helped me i mean i hit a little bit of a lull admittedly um where for a moment i was like kind of defeated because i was like man i can't do any of the things that i normally would do or right. want to do but I kind of work past that. But I think one of the things that helped me out a lot is a couple things, which we'll talk in. Well, I'll dive a little bit deeper into, but like, or I will dive deeper into, but I had a coach. And so kind of having somebody to like answer to was a, a nice little extra bit of motivation to kind of help me uh, just, just keep going. Yeah. Um, just knowing because, well, one, I'm paying for this guy. <laughs> and so my, I want to get full use out of my Absolutely. money. So that helps. Uh, so I don't waste it, but at the same time, like I just had somebody to respond to. And so there, there was also that, like that little edge in me where I was like, all right, I don't want to disappoint. Yeah. Like I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, he's putting in work. I need to make sure I'm putting in work. Too. Absolutely. So that helped out for me a lot. Absolutely. And then once, uh, once black market gym opened back up for me to go train at mm, money, cause money. That, that really like my motivation got way higher. Yeah. You get to go back into that, that environment that, that drives you to work hard and get that freedom and that space to go back to what you were doing that helps out significantly oh yeah um but so so same question what about you like how how did you do i have been or how are you doing inconsistent (laughs) i have been so inconsistent um and you know no excuse um i you know work work has just been crazy uh being on the road going to appointments, selling pools, going to appointments, taking measurements, like hardly being home, being out most of the day, eight hours and then coming home. And I'm just like, I don't want to work out. It's <laughs> hot. I'm sweaty. I have my couch. My couch is my calling video me. games, yeah. <laughs> my beer. I just like, I, I like, I've definitely gone downhill since COVID. Um, but my girlfriend has helped me kick back into gear every now and then she'll she'll give me a good kick in the ass and be like hey like let's go work out and so i'll be consistent for about two weeks two three weeks there was a time where we went running oh you know me i don't fucking run <laughs> like i hate running and i got into the point where i was like yeah I, I i like running i we were running every day or every other day. it started like once like every two days we would go for a jog then it turned to every other day and then it would turn into like two on one off two on like and running was good, and then Ugh. it got hot, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to run anymore. Were you running around here? I was. The oh, hills, the oh, hills suck. Gross. Yeah, the hills suck. That's so much worse. Yeah, and and the worst part is, so where we live, you go down the hill, at the bottom of the hill, there's a uphill, it's straight across, and she would love to go up that hill, <laughs> and I hated it. I hated it every time. She's like, let's just do the hill. Let's just do the hill. Well, we would do the hill, and then we'd come down. Well. When you go down a hill to go up a hill, you got to go down a hill and go back up a hill. So she tricked me. 
I had to run uphill twice. It sucked. You fool. Yeah, seriously. And then she got me to run like a good two and a half mile lap and she would distract me with music and talk to me and <laughs> we would run with the dog and you know, I'd beat up, I'd be upset at her by the end of it. And then she'd go, but look, you ran 2.8 miles. And I go, shut up. Damn it. You're like, God, you, you tricked me once again. You tricked me into doing good things. Yeah. God, I hate you. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. So I, you know, I've been, I've been inconsistent, more inconsistent than I have been since before CrossFit. So it's a little disappointing. But what we have done is, I mean, with the whole COVID thing going on, we've cleaned out the garage, which hasn't been cleaned out in years. We have barbells, we have weights, we've got a pull-up rig, we've got a bench, we've got a box, we've got jump ropes, you know, we've got all this stuff. So I am making an effort to get back to consistency. I can't say that I'm on that consistent path, but, you know, I'm trying to make that consistency work again. Hey, yeah, there you go. So when I was doing, when we knew that we were going to write about this or talk about this, I kind of wrote out some, some like notes. Um, and it, it kind of got me thinking what drives people and like what would drive people into doing really anything. Yeah. And I guess within the, with, through the lens of, uh, exercise, um, it kind of talked me, took me back into like, what do I do with like with clients? Um, anybody that I'm going to be working with, like initially is like, you know, we try and talk about goals, right? And we kind of use that in the definition of like how we define consistency kind of with training. And so one of the, one of the things that I think is, is important is trying to figure out what is your, like, what is your motivation? Mm -hmm. So have you ever heard of uh, like intrinsic versus extrinsic like motivation or motivational factors? You and I have talked about it, but very briefly, um, I, I've not done homework on it. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to go ahead and say no, but I'm sure if you bring up examples, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, that's that. Or, or like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I guess like an, a, a quick definition to kind of describe it is so like intrinsic motivations are like they're motivating factors based off of like the personal sense of satisfaction that you get by doing the action itself. It's like you like doing it for the, for the, for the sake of doing it. Right. Or, um, another, thing yeah so that would that would kind of be it right and so it's just for the the enjoyment of enjoyment purposes Mm -hmm. for the most part right um so like you read a book because you like you enjoy knowledge or you enjoy reading or you're trying to learn you like to learn something new generally that's going to be like intrinsic motivation and then extrinsic motivation right is going to be anything that's going to be like external factors so there's going to be to like you know sometimes can be I guess described as like to receive something. Yeah. Right. Uh, so whether that's going to be, or, or sorry, I should then say like, it could be something that is essentially outside of your individual control type of thing. I like doing my job because it pays well. Yeah. Or I like, you know, whenever we're talking to a client, for example, like this, the most, most motivating factors that I tend to hear is usually an extrinsic like factor of like, I want to look good. I want to get a, like a boyfriend girlfriend um or like i want to lose like this is this is a really common one it's like i want to lose like 20 pounds Mm. right and this we can talk a little bit deeper into that one um or something like that but there's like it's a it's just something else right yeah and so for me when i look at when i'm like talking to somebody and i'm trying to figure out like motivational factors i always for me i always try and dig deep into and it can be uncomfortable sometimes like if you're if you're really trying to dive into it. Right. But what is your, I I usually will 
you know, and sometimes in like sales, they talk about like finding like the, the button, the emotional button. And this is kind of the same thing is like, what is the, what is your rationale? Like your intrinsic rationale as to why you want to, why you want to like achieve a goal. Yeah. And, but so it's like, it's trying to find out like, are you doing it for you or are you doing it for, for, for someone or something else? Right. And so, and so then kind of diving a little bit further down into that. So once we kind of figure that out, um, for the, the, why are we doing it or who are we doing it for? I should say is then kind of like the, the whys to it. And so then I start looking at like, um, like process or outcome goals when we talk about like goal setting. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with those goal setting? Yeah. Yeah. Are oh, you absolutely, do you know like what do you, I'm not trying to put you on the spot by any means, but do you know what the difference is between like a process or an outcome goal? Ooh, um, no, <laughs> no, no, that's totally fine. So process goals, if you think of like the, um, like a, a manufacturing process, yeah, right. Um, you have, let's say like a car, for example, like you, this, for anybody who makes cars on assembly lines, please don't judge me for what I'm about to say. <laughs> Detroit's going to murder you. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Pretty much. But like you think like, okay, we got to make the frame and then we have to make the tires and then we have to make the engine and then like, then we got to the, the chassis or, and then we got to make like the outside, right? Um, what, whatever the piece might be, like yeah. doors, seats, and then you have to assemble all of these pieces and then you have a car, right? A very uh, poorly described explanation of how a car is made, <laughs> but you know, you get the gist, yeah, right? So the process is like the individual steps that are going to be like going towards what would be the outcome, which would be the, a completed car that you can drive off the lot type of thing. And so a, and that's process goals. And so, yeah, so that would be like the process. Right. And so for example, for like training, um, you know, when we talk to somebody like oftentimes, and this is going back to like that 20 pound loss thing. Oftentimes when people come in, they talk about the, like the, essentially the outcome. Mm. of what is it that they're trying to achieve. Like, I want to try to, you know, CrossFit. Like, you know, both of us in the very beginning days, like, we're going to go to CrossFit Games. Yeah. Or at least that's what I thought. Uh, I, I wanted to at least go regionals. Yeah, right? RIP. Um, <laughs> right? So I was like, oh, I want to go to the Games. Or I want to go to regionals. Or I want to I wanna win a competition, right? Yeah. And those are all really, like, those are, I think, outcome goals are really good, right? Because it gives you, it kind of gives you, like, a, a light at the end of the tunnel yeah. of, like, what am I trying to achieve? But I like to flip that switch a little bit and look into like the process and start enjoy like, you know, the, the phrase is enjoy the process. Yeah. Right. And it's because the, when you're looking, if you have a goal, right, say to win the CrossFit or to go to the CrossFit games, like that's a lofty ass goal. And that takes some serious time, especially if you're not like already gifted yeah. at that point. Um, so there's going to be a lot of work that goes into it. So like setting process goals at the very beginning of it can be as simple as like, you know, I'm going to go to the gym three days a week, right? That is part of the process. Like what are the steps that are going to get you to the point where you can go to the CrossFit games? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, it's like working backwards and, and set up yeah. and sets. But yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. And so, and so that is like, those are kind of some of the things that I like to like look at. So, and so when it talks about like, when we go and kind of talk about the consistency in training, I think hitting, hitting both of those points of like, what, who are you doing it for? Is it for you or for somebody else? Right. Right. And then what type of goal is it that you have? What type of goal is it? And then how can you kind of deconstruct it a little bit and then turn it into something that you can enjoy the steps that get you there, that yeah. will eventually get you there. Yeah. Because I, I find when you, one, when you're working for 
when you have a, a extrinsic goal, right? Like I'm trying to do this for my girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? For me, for example, uh, not saying that that's the case, but I love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're here, if you're listening to this, um, when you listen, to this. when you listen to this, you know, that is a, that is something that is outside of a little bit of outside of my control, right? Uh, she could wise up and decide that she could do better. Yeah. And so like, if that happens, my entire rationale for what I'm doing is completely gone. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's a point of like trying to find it, find something inside yourself that will be like your motivating factor because you will always have you, right? That will never go away. And so there's like that point, then looking at the, you know, the outcome versus process then is I think like, you know, having that outcome, the, the end goal in mind is really great. But some of the downfall that happens is like, what happens if you accomplish it? Mm-hmm. What's next? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, it turns into another thing that you have to try and strive for. Yeah. And then another thing that you have to strive for. What happens is like that if you accomplish that goal, you're kind of like, I'm done, right? Yeah. The things that I was trying to do are done, right? And so, and that's not to say not to make them, but like, that's not going to, if you hit it, that's not going to like keep you going per se. Yeah. Right. So, and that's where the process, like process goals start to come in a little play is like, if you can start to enjoy the things that you are doing that get you there, if you accomplish your goal, fantastic. Right now it's time to set a new goal, but you've built a kind of a love and enjoyment for everything that sits in between, um, that will keep you going for the entire time. Right. Right. Talking about those two things, I think are really, really important when, if you ever kind of come to a, come to an impasse for, and I think, you know, with the current state of the world is fantastic. Yeah, right? absolutely. I, I mean, I, I'll step up and say, that's me right now. Like I don't have, I don't have the fitness goals anymore. Like I remember when I first started, you know, not knowing whether they are intrinsic or, or pa- uh, process or, or outcome. I, I was doing them not knowing that. Like when I first started, I was like, Oh, you know what? my outcome goal is I, I want to go to regionals, right? Yeah. Obviously that's the goal. The proc process goals were, well, you're just starting CrossFit. So let's go three days a week. And then once you accomplish that, my next process goal is goal. Let's go five days a week. Once I accomplished that, my next process goal was let's go two a days. After that, my next process goal was let's go two a days and add an extra day. <laughs> and then, you know, it, like it, it's psychopath. Exactly. And then it was, but like, that's, I, I had that, that drive to do it and eventually led to, well, I've done all of these. My outcome goal is a little out of reach right now. Let's do a competition. Yeah. And I did one. Um, I think at the time, now that I'm looking back at it, it's that those were, I had extrinsic motivation for that. You could think internal or external. Yeah. I had external motivation for that. I was definitely, there was a part of me doing it for myself because I, I was overweight and I didn't like who I'd become since high school. So there was that was that internal drive. The external drive was definitely like, yo, there's hot chicks that do CrossFit. <laughs> so like, you know, I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be like, yeah, no, I want to be a part of that. Of course. Um, so, but you know, and then I think as over the years since I've started into where I'm at now, I think my in, internal drive is overall just health, health, physical health and mental health. Um, I don't have that external goal of like, oh, I, you know, I, I want to go to regionals. I want to go to the games. I, I don't care about that anymore. My internal goal is I want to be healthy. I want to be physically fit and able to move around, do activities that I love to do. Um, I just now need that 
process goal again where it's like, all right, look, get back to it three days a week. Yeah. Get back to it four days a week. Get back. I, I need that back because that is what I'm lacking in my consistency due to the just non or lack of motivation that I've had since lockdown. Yeah. Well, and so that's actually, it's an interest. That's an interesting point, right? Like to kind of note on this, and I'm going to, I'm going to hammer you on this one. We'll do it. Winky face. (laughs) There is with process, right? There is so many ways that you can go about that. And one thing that I I tend to do with a lot of people who are either brand new to like the, the fitness world or like nutrition, for example, and we were kind of talking about this a little bit ago mm-hmm. with one of my clients, start small, right? Yeah. The, the goal should always be accomplishable. Um, and I think, and this is like one of the issues with like New Year's resolutioners is, you know, people are like, okay, turn of the year, kind of turn a new leaf. Like I'm going to go to the gym every single day. Yeah. Well, if you weren't going to the gym every single day, months leading up to that, like to say to say it's impossible is going to be, I think, the wrong thing to say, but it's very improbable. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. And so the motivation stays high for maybe a month or two, right? Because you kind of get that, like, kind of like that, uh, that like new relationship energy with mm-hmm. like the gym. Um. But that starts to wane when you don't have a re- any any concrete resolution or rationale as to why you're doing it. Yeah. You know, it starts to wane. You miss a day, and you're like, ah, oh, well, you know what? It's it's Friday. I missed Friday. I'll just go back on Monday. Right. And then like, oh, I'm tired from Monday. And now it turns into like, I've gone Tuesday and Absolutely. Thursday. Right. And that's how it goes. Absolutely. It starts to go away. And then like, we're like, well, I haven't worked out last week. So like, you know what? I'll start up next week. And congratulations. Seven A month, month, seven eight, months yeah, later. Nine, you know, and then, and then nine, was it nine months later, you're, uh, you're at the new year starting it all over again. Yep. Right. And so this is one of my favorite stories to talk about with a client. So I had a client, um, years ago who, we had what was called Project Lose and Olsen Twin. Um, because Lose and Olsen Twin. Yeah. I Admittedly, I stole that phrase, but nonetheless, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, and still is funny. I find it really funny. But he, was, uh, he, needed to, he needed to lose a pretty sizable amount of weight. Yeah. All right. He's a super big dude. And for him, it, it turned into, it was a health thing, right? And so where his motivation was coming from was just like, just purely longevity. And just being able to live life. Right. He had a super high stress job. He was working ungodly hours. Um, and he was in this company was like the youngest executive to like to make it to the point that he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's also then a lot of that built up stress on top of that. And to begin his like weight loss journey, he like he was already in the right right process, right progress by stepping foot into a gym, signing up and I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit. I think if he met anybody else, it might have turned out a little bit differently for him. Mm. I kind of knew where he was. I was meeting him right where he was at. And so the first thing, and this is really funny to hear when people talk about, or when I talk about it with people, because they're like, that's it? The first thing that I had him do was drink one less Diet Coke a day. That was the start of the program, yeah. like food-wise. I was like, do all of the things that you are already doing. I just want you to drink one less. That was it. He was already committed to the gym. He bought like the kind of uh, uh, a fun little, he, he had some like money motivation as well. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like when I was talking about my coach, Yeah. Um, he spent a bunch of money to like just pre-buy a lot of sessions. So that way he was like, he's like, now I'm not going to waste it. Yeah. Perfect. That works. That works. And so I, was, I think I was seeing him like two or three times a week. Uh, but that one Diet Coke, right? That was the one thing. Like 
because if he was going to be with me inside a gym, that was already going to be like, that was a win, a guaranteed win that he, he accomplished something, but I'm not with him 24 hours a day and making those changes. So he needed his own personal win. Yeah. And so he told me that he drinks like six diet Cokes or something like that a day. Like, Oh my God. It was a lot. He had a mini fridge in his office that was just loaded with diet Cokes. That was it. And so, and I was like, six is the number. He's like, six is the number. I was like, perfect. I was like, starting today, like you will drink five. And he was even like flabbergasted by that concept. But I kind of, that was like, this was the beginning of process, right? Like we had to outline, we outlined the goal, which was to lose an Olsen twin, yeah. which for this was 50 pounds. Um, Cause that's what I estimated one Olsen twin weighs <laughs> um, at the time. And so that was it. Right. And and all it was was just building wins. Like every single day he had a win because he didn't drink a sixth Diet Coke. Yeah. Right. But then it built. Right. And that begins. The, the cool thing is, is as time progresses, like you get those wins. Sweet. Like a habit has been formed. Let's build on top of it. Let's yeah. build on top of it and continue on to the point where he stopped drinking Diet Coke. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. That's a wild ride for him. And even his like, I talked to his, uh, his mom <laughs> at one point and she was like, I never thought he would stop. And I was like, Yeah. Of like wild ride, isn't it? Yeah. Um, motivation. Unknown to him too. Not only motivation, but you you taught him discipline. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Right. It's it is like it is some discipline. Yeah. Right? Like for him to to I mean you know for him like you said he he kind of like laughed at it. it's like oh that's all I have to do but like no that that's a huge step because obviously he stopped drinking it is like yeah. you weaned him down he he weaned himself down because he made that choice like this is easy I could do this I can do one. Yeah. And it was, I could do two. Then I was, I could do t- three. Like, yeah, you, you taught him discipline. And it was that one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then as time progressed, like eventually we got a dietitian on staff. And so everybody was like, you know, management at that point was like, get everybody to do a session with the dietitian. It's a free session. And, uh, and they were like, you need to get this guy on it. Like he needs to work on his diet. And I was like, he's not ready for it. Yeah. Like that's going to overwhelm him. Um, because this is also, you know, now, now to get a little bit deeper into it, like not only, just drinking a diet Coke or in excess diet Cokes, he never cooked his meals. Oh shit. So, so like imagine, imagine having a dude who doesn't cook his own food, eats out exclusively. And then you're going to say, all right, here's a meal plan. You're going to start cooking your, you're going to start cooking your meals every day. No, that sounds unmotivating. That sounds familiar to, uh, I'm going to start working out every single day when I haven't been working out. Right. It's an overwhelming, it's a, it's a monumental task <clears throat> that seems that like you can't see the light of day from. So, and so all that turned into, and so just like the one diet Coke, it turned into, you're going to make one thing at home and that turned into a protein shake. What is the simplest thing you could possibly do? Do you have a cup? You're going to take a little scoop of some protein. You're going to shake it up with some milk and you're going to drink it. Cool. Done. There's your goddamn win, right? There's your one win. You're going to do that every morning before you go to work. Right, drink your coffee. You can even mix it with coffee. Oh, it's so good with coffee. It can't be. You get a little like some of that like vanilla cream protein. Oh god. Mm. Even mocha. Ooh, mocha can do it too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You can go wild with it. You can. But right, so like you could even do that. And perfect. Success. Right? It's a win. And then it was the same thing. Like it just kept building and kept building. And so, you know, we had a very like we had a very long term goal um of this one Olsen twin loss. And so it's uh but I laid it out, you know, we laid it out in a way to be like, and, and not in a mat, not in a mean way by any means, but like, you know, for him, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't so much about just trying to do, you know, get this weight off, but like, and, and change some of those habits. But it was like, it was changing a little bit of like his thinking and his, the emotional aspect of, 
of like his relationship with food and yeah. just how he works. And I will say this, I am not a psychologist and I will never claim to be that type of thing. Um, so, you know, tra- trainers who say that they're also a psychologist on the side, <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Like <laughs> you have no right to say that. And did, did you, yeah, that's a topic for another discussion, but, <laughs> but it was just like, it was, it's just knowing those little things. Right. And that, that made a huge step for him. And so, and so this is, and I will, I'll add into why I, why that's so important. Why I explain so much into that is so he built up these habits. He built up these, these goals where he started to enjoy training. He was coming in by himself. Now, um, he enjoyed, he started to enjoy cooking and he enjoyed like learning to cook. He started taking classes like, and so he kind of had a newfound appreciation for these things in his life that he never really, never really cared for. And so further down the road, um, you know, he had, if he had some family emergencies that happened and it, it shook him, it yeah. shook him a lot. Right. And, you know, I was there, I, I tried to be there for him, you know, as a friend, um, you know, as well as kind of like his, his health fitness coach mm-hmm. at the same time. But because we've spent, you know, almost a year building on building these habits and building these, like these things, you know, he fell off a little bit, but that fall off was so insignificant in the grand scheme of things that he could have went completely off the wagon and went straight back to not exercising, went straight back to not making any of his food, drinking his diet Coke. We could have, we could have literally went back to ground zero and he didn't, he, he built up this, like this resiliency and he built up this kind of this, it was so habitual for him and he found enjoyment out of it so much so that, you know, he was able to kind of fall back on these aspects uh, that he learned to be able to kind of work his way through kind of the horrible situation that he was in. And so he was able to find, you know, keep the enjoyment that he had for exercise, keep the enjoyment that he had for, you know, cooking and food um, in a positive way to be able to like help work his way through these situations. It was a little bit of like an escape for him because he found joy in it. And, and so that is like, you know, that, that is, if I die right today, that is, I think one of my kind of crowning achievements that I will always like sit back on and be like, hell yes. Like, like that, that is what I do my job for, like for, for shit like that. Like side, there's going to be a little, (laughs) a fun little side tangent to this whole thing. But like, you know, when, when some, when people start talking, like starting like the, the training world, like kind of where I did, everyone's like, I want to work with athletes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Athletes are fun, but they're not challenging. Like you can, you can essentially throw them anything that you want to do and they can do it. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. And it's like, it's very showy. But like, it's not as fun, right? If they're not like, it is what it is, yeah. right? But I, I personally didn't find much enjoyment out of working with like, this is gonna, I, I do find enjoyment out of it, right? Um, but at that point and where I was in my life, like I didn't, I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. Yeah, um, being able to work with like more higher caliber athletes, that was like, you know, that's kind of the side of it, the other side of that spectrum that you never get to. A lot, a lot of people don't necessarily always talk about or don't necessarily you know, gloat about, mm-hmm. um, for, you know, whatever reason that might be. But like, that is, that's one of those things where like, I changed someone's life. Like they, like they are a different person you, because of that. You saved them. You've given them more years. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I'm, well, I mean, scientifically, if mm-hmm. they would have kept doing, going down that track, who knows where they'd be at right now. That's true. Considering the pandemic and, and what COVID goes after. That's, you know, well, that's even true. Yeah. Like you, you saved this guy. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't want to say that, right. Because that seems like that's like almost too 
to like uh, patting myself on the back. I, well, I'm patting you. Okay, well, yeah. thank you. You can pat. You can <laughs> pat me. But that, but that was like a, it's a it's a super crowning achievement. But it, yeah. it's just it's the point. It's going back to that point of, you know, you need to find out why you are doing it. Or sorry, you need to find out who you are doing it for. Yeah, is it for you or is it for somebody else? And then what is the goal that you are trying to achieve out of that? And if you're going to put a number on it, we got to find out what that number means to you. And so for him, like going back to it, for him, it was like, it was life expectancy. It was quality of life. Right. Um, I mean, if he were to lost 10 pounds, that would have been a, an achievement for him and it would have been a, an increase in his quality of life. But I think all in all, like when, when, when we came down to it, he was close to close to a hundred pounds that he was down, which is a significant amount of weight. That's, that's huge. And so, I mean, and when I say he was a different person, he was literally a different person. So like, he lost both Olsen twins. He, he came close to losing both Olsen, Olsen twins. Wow. I don't remember Good the exact him. number, but it was yeah. close, but it, it was a huge deal. Right. And, and again, like a life changing event, um, for the, for the better and the, for the positive in so many ways. So I, I tell that story to kind of explain why these things are so important, at least in my opinion, why they're so important. Mm -hmm. So now that is, that's it. That's a, a deep kind of very emotionally driven story yeah. um, about all that. And it's, they're not always that case, right? This was just a, a prime example to kind of really drive that point right. home, yeah. I think. So now going back to you. Oh, shit. Now we got to figure that out, yeah. right? No, absolutely. You, you talk about lack of motivation, right? And you talked about, you know, why you are, you know, I just need to get back to the process of X amount of days, yeah. which is great, right? You got to start somewhere. But I think the thing, and we don't have to answer this, right? But I think the thing that would be really important for you to kind of figure out is like, what is the rationale? And like, truly, what is the reason why you want to get back into exercise? Yeah. You know, you know, there's so many, there's so many things for it. Right. And so for like, uh, and I don't mind sharing this for me when I kind of hit that little bit of a rut, you know, for, I was, I was super frustrated. I was more frustrated at just the lack of like gym equipment. Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't get to do the things that I want to do. And so I hit a little bit of a rut, um, kind of stopped working out, um, for the most part, or I was giving it like maybe a quarter ass, yeah. not even a half ass. <laughs> um, like it, it was, it was bad. Right. And it was a waste of money. Yeah. Right. I feel bad cause I wasted my coach's time. Yeah. A hundred percent. The work that he put in, I didn't even come close to putting in half of it. And so for me, I was, I had to look like, think back into like, well, what the hell is the purpose of it? Like, why am, why am I working out to begin with? And it, I like kind of sat and like kind of mused over it for a little bit. And it was, you know, one, it is like a health thing, right? For me, it is like, I look at my, my family history is riddled with like, you know, I have one of two options potentially of what's going to happen to mm -hmm. me, either like my heart's going to explode in some way, um, or I'm going to lose my brain. Right. And that's both sides of my family. Yeah. Definitely do not want one of those. Um, especially my brain. Yeah. Like I'll let my, you know, my body can go, but it's like, please don't like, please God or whatever eternal being don't <laughs> take my thoughts. So like, those are two things. Right. And I was like, I, I want to have at least one of those in existence for the rest of my life. Right. Because I, I value, I value, you know, have being able to have this conversation. Yeah. Like I value being able to learn and read and like all of those things are so high priority for me that like, knowing that like health, like taking my health into consideration will only extend that out further. So that was like kind of number one. Number two for me was, um, I had to kind of reconnect with like, I enjoy training. Mm -hmm. Like I, I truly do enjoy training, you know, back in the, you know, back before I hurt my shoulder, I was in it purely for competition. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. 
I kind of lost my chance to be able to go and compete at regionals. And that's kind of been like a, a cloud over my, a cloud over me or yeah, like a cloud mm-hmm. over my head for, for so long. Um, and then I got hurt and I was like, well, that's a massive setback. Um, so that's super cool. Like not being able to train kind of, and then not, and feeling the effects of not being able to train kind of made me appreciate it more. And so I had to kind of think back at that and I was like, okay, I, I just truly enjoy fitness. I enjoy pushing myself like, and you know, I don't, I mean, I'm not like ultra ripped by any means. Right. Having like some relatively okay physique or at least, at least a physique confident enough that I can go and wear my, my speedos. <laughs> um, like that's just a byproduct. Like I don't strive for that. Like yeah. it's an outcome that happens from like me being able to train, me being able to eat, you know, you're being able to eat some food that I like. And so like being able to remember that brought it back a little bit further for me. Right. And then the other, and kind of like the third portion of it was my job is fitness. Like my, my career, well, not job, my career career, is in like health, fitness, strength, conditioning, like exercise. That's what I do to be the person or to be a coach who is incapable, incapable of, you know, performing demonstrating the things that i want my clients my athletes to to do out of laziness is something that i was like i cannot i don't want to be that person like i want to be professional as hell and i want to be like i want to be the example of like what can be done and so that was like the other aspect to it i was like i don't i don't want to i never want to be that person I mean, there's going to be a point, right? There's going to be a point where I can't do certain stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very well aware of that. Like I work with like 15 year olds sometimes, like at some point in time, I'm going to be old enough. And if I'm still working for a 15 year old, like I'm not gonna be able to compete with the, the or compete or sometimes demonstrate the crap that they're right. doing. I get it. Right. But at the current state stage of my life, like I still can, and I will sometimes still flex on them and, uh, show them up a little bit so they don't get too cocky. <laughs> Uh, like I had a foot race yesterday. Oh, Jesus. It was awesome. Uh, this guy, <laughs> this, uh, I work with a soccer player and she was like, um, we were working on some like running drills and like kind of just trying to help her running out a little bit and work yeah. out a little bit of speed. And, uh, and we were going through these drills and she was just like, I think I could beat you in a foot race. Oh, and, shit. I, and I was like, you re- I'm like, you really want to go for that challenge? And so we like went out, we went out into the back, like there's a long strip behind the gym. And I was like, all right, I'm like, we're going to go from here to here. I was like, this is the exercise we're going to do. Cause I was like, we're not like, we're not just going to foot race for the shits and giggles. Right. Like, we're going to get something out of it too. And I was like, here's what I need you to do. And I was like, so I was like, so when you're behind me watching me run, um, I was like, make sure that you're trying to mirror me. And she was like, she's like, okay, like big talk. <laughs> right. And needless to say, dusted her. Yeah. Which is like, which is. I'm not going to, I'm really not going to brag that much about it. Cause I raced like a 14 year old. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> hey, in this day and age, you can, you, you kick a 14 year old's ass. You'd be proud of that. I would be proud of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you kids. know, take, take those wins wherever I can. <laughs> um, but I like, you know, it's stuff like that. Like that was fun. Right. Yeah. That was fun for me. It was fun for her. Like she, mo- she, like she wasn't, you know, it's she, our, our sessions are always very lighthearted in nature. Um, she's super goofy where I have to like stop and be like, what did you just say? Yeah. Like how random, like to not be able to do that would like devastate me Yeah, because I love what I do so much. And so those were kind of those three things that I had to like find, I had to like reconnect with, um, because I kind of got, you know, lost a little Mm -hmm. bit in the, in like the disappointment of like the current situation. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, there's nothing I can do. Right. The situation is done. Like things are shut down. I can't go to the gym. I can sit there and be pissy and mopey about it. Right. 
or I can try and do something and make the best out of a bad situation. Took me a minute, but I eventually got there. Right. You know, just kind of end of the day. If it, you know, if you do find yourself, you, you find that you are kind of getting challenged in a way where like you're lacking motivation, you're lacking consistency, right? You're lacking the, I guess, kind of the, the fortitude, if you will, to like maintain, maintain what it is like hit those points, yeah. right? Like try and try and go through that little checklist in your brain. Yeah. And, and like I said, like at the very beginning, I know I'm talking a lot, so stop me at any point <laughs> in time. Hey, I'm learning too, as, as well as the listeners, I'm learning too. <laughs> Be, be like, be like a little kid and just keep saying why. Right. And keep asking yourself why until you can't really answer that question anymore and be honest as hell with yourself. Because if you can, if you can get to that, that bottom, why, like it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be super fun. Um, oftentimes. Yeah. Right. But that at least it'll, it'll hit that, that button, right. That emotional button of like the, why am I doing something? I think, I mean, as you were talking, I was just hearing your points and like I was going through my head, like I I was asking myself, like I'm, I'm at a disconnect, but why am I at a disconnect? And I drove it home as you were talking. I was just like, it's fucking sheer laziness. Like it's sheer laziness. Like I, I can just think like I have the energy to do it. I know all the techniques. I know all the moves. I'm really good at them. I just don't want to do them. And that, (laughs) that comes down to and boils straight down to just laziness. Like I have a home gym. Like I have all the equipment I could need minus a rower and a skier. Yeah. I have everything. You know, to be honest though, man, like, yeah, you you know, I think laziness, I think is, is definitely an answer. I think sometimes that's the, that's the easy answer. Yeah. To be honest. Um, and it could be right. And, and, you know, I, I had this conversation today actually when we were, we were talking about, um, one of my clients was asking about, you know, what, uh, if I'm doing computer work, like, why don't I just do it at home? Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I, well, it, I can, but I kind of refuse right. to do stuff at home because if I'm at home, home is like my, it's my sanctuary mm-hmm. away from, essentially it's kind of my sanctuary away from responsibility. Like if I have to do work at home, sure, I'll do it. Like yeah. if it's, if it, if there's a, if it comes down to like a time crunch or I, or I need to do something, sure. And that's like, you know, that's kind of like, you know, computer administrative based stuff. Like mm-hmm. I would much rather just go to an office um, or I'll go to a coffee shop and just ex- escape my my place to go do it. But there's something to be said about like going to do something. Like yeah. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the gym. Being able to like be around people, yeah. right? Like I think you know within like CrossFit, given what we do, community is such a such a massive aspect to why it's successful, right? We, you know, we've talked about that in the past, and so that that being lost is like super challenging, yeah, right, for a lot of people. I mean, I kind of, I kind of got lucky in that I enjoy working out by myself and that brewed out of necessity, Mm -hmm. um, because you know, with worth where my job was and then also, um, kind of based off of like class times, you know, this was back at CrossFit Chicago. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't make it to classes, so I had to work out by myself Yeah. Um, or occasionally with, you know, some of the coaches where needed, but we were all doing different stuff, like Mm -hmm. had different goals me being regionals everybody else kind of uh wised up early enough and said like i just do it because i enjoy it <laughs> i still had high high hopes so I, I just i still had high hopes yeah there, i think there is something to be said about like being able to go to a gym no that makes sense too and in you know my my immediate answer well my thought out answer was laziness but you're you're right like 
when I'm here, man, all I want to do is play video games. Like I, I feel that disconnect where it's like, I'm at home, dude. I don't want to, I don't want to do shit. I don't want to do physical activity. I don't, I don't even want to do work, but I will do it. I will answer phone calls. I will answer emails. I will work on projects. Yeah. Um, like I would much rather go to the office to do it, but my office is all the way in Chino Hills. It's like 45 minutes. Yeah. I don't want to drive 45 minutes to go do work, but I will sit and do eight hours of work at the office and come back and feel accomplished. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, like you said, or like I said, like we both said coming back home, it's like, yeah, I have a gym here, but it's not like going to the gym. And then as you were saying, it's like, but I worked out by myself too. Like, you know, when you were coaching me, I took advantage of being able to work out for two hours by myself. And I I loved it. I don't know why I have that disconnect here. I don't like, well, I, I honestly, and I think, I think this might parallel a little bit and like, it's because you were going to a gym. Yeah. Like you went to a gym and it's like, it is like, it's the, the action of leaving to like, like you are, and it's, it's all the actions in between to like, okay, I have planned, um, at this time, I'm going to go to the gym to go do my workout, you know, okay, I need to grab my shorts, like make sure I got my shoes, mm-hmm. like all, it's like all these little steps that kind of prepare you, you know, physically and mentally yeah. to be like, like now I'm in my car and cool. Like I am on my way. And that's like, you know, you talk about like getting, getting to the gym is half, like half the step. Like yeah. Half the battle. Half the battle is like just showing up. And so like, it's kind of this, like, it's a little bit like this daily snowball effect of like, all right, well, I'm here. I might as well just do what I'm here to do. Yeah. Right. You've gone out of your way to leave your place of like where you're, wherever the hell you were coming from, whether it's office or home. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would probably would take like a real bad day. For you to like go to the gym, and do then, all that stuff, go to the gym, and then turn around and be like, not today, and yeah. then leave, right? And if that happens, that happens, right? Cool, fine. Shit's cool. Right. Do it. But that but that little bit, right? And so sim- similar with me and like, you know, going to work mentally prepares me. Going into the office mentally prepares me with the idea of like, I am here to do work. I'm not here to like necessarily slack off. Like I'm not here to like play video games mm-hmm. because it's not an option. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to get my job done. And, and, and prepare and whatever the hell that means. Absolutely. It's the, the thing that sucks the most is like, I don't like, if I were to come back, like I, I have the, at least I have the capacity to be able to like leave and go do work. Mm -hmm. And there's a coffee shop right up the street from me that I would go to all of the time because I'd be like, you know, on like a Saturday or something, it's like in the afternoon, nothing's going on yet. Um, again, this is, you know, pre shutdowns, but like grab my computer, buy a coffee, I'd sit there, like blast out a bunch of stuff or do a bunch of preparation and just get some, just get some things done. Yeah. But like, it was, again, that snowballed process of like, I am preparing and grabbing all of my stuff. going to go to the thing or go to the coffee shop so I can go do some work. And like, I got there, I ordered my coffee and it's like, well, I'm not going to turn around and walk back. Like yeah. I'm already here. Might as well get something done. Yeah. Even if it's one thing, right. Yeah. It's a win. And so that, that whole process was like necessary. Yeah. Right. And I, and I, I feel then you can always correct me that that would probably be something that would be good for you too. I, it, I, I mean, as you're saying it, yeah, like that, my whole, my whole mindset is like, yeah, like you do way more work when you go to the office. Like I have the option to play video games and I will take that over doing work <laughs> every day of the week. Yeah. So no, it, it, it definitely makes sense. It's, you know, like I, I need to get out. I need to go to the office to do work. And I've caught myself like there'll be days where I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do this project. Uh, I'll do it later. Yeah. Tuesday comes by. I'll, I'll get to the project. Now I have two projects. Yeah. Uh, I'll do it later. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Go to the office. Yeah. Fucking spend eight hours at the office. 
knock out three projects, done. But I didn't need to build it up. Yeah. I, I, it could all got done. And I decided to sit here and be lazy and play <laughs> video games instead. So yeah, yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to be said about being able to separate work and working out from home. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's different. You're, you're right. It's, it's a mental preparedness where you're not going to turn around. You're not going to, I'm not, you're not going to not do it because you're already, you've already prepared yourself to do it. Yeah. 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 And I, and kind of even saying that, I think a point that I didn't necessarily touch on is that I think is also a, a big reason as to why I didn't, I didn't commit as much as I would have liked to with, uh, you know, when I was kind of forced into dungeon training, mm-hmm. um, which sounds way cooler than it actually was. <laughs> um, but because it was, I mean, it was an elevator, it was an elevator ride down yeah. into the basement and like, man, is it easy to turn back around for a 30 second trip yeah. to go straight back upstairs or not even go that far. Um, cause it's the, the commitment level is so low. Like there is no, there's not a whole lot to like to lose in that situation, right. like a couple minutes versus a car ride. Yeah. Right. And that, I mean, that's, that's a convenient thing for me too, with like, with my, like from where I live to where, where I train. I mean, it's, it's a drive. Yeah. I mean, it's not like three hours worth of driving, no, but like it's good 20, 30 minutes. It's a significant enough of a drive yeah. that like, if I were to turn back around, that's a massive chunk of, that's like, that's a, a sizable enough chunk of my day to be like, I'm already here. Like, yeah, I just gotta get it. I gotta do something. All right. Get some accomplishment done, which is, you know, Sometimes works. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would say having trained with you, I would say most of the time it works. You show up, you're going to train. That's true. I try. I try my best. Um, you know, but kind of adding on top of that, like, I think it's also, I think it's also important. Like I get, I get frustrated with, with some of these, like the Instagram people um, and not like the, the which fake, ones, not the fake fitness, you know, the fitness model ones, yeah. but like the, the motivational people, uh-huh. like, some of the some of these dudes, um, like you know, kudos and credit to like David Goggins for for who he is and what he's capable of doing. Mm. Um, that's a mental fortitude that I do not understand, like in experience or in practice, um, but I can appreciate. But that is something that like it's this like wake up at five a.m., four a.m., get your work done like before the sun rises and before everyone wakes up type yeah. of, type of like mentality, right? Yeah. Like beat yourself to shit and just like rock house right but that doesn't apply to everybody man like that's sometimes sometimes you and i think you know you and the globally like you can't just force motivation yeah like you can't just force yourself to do stuff and you might be able to do it every so often but like that that like willpower wanes quickly and i i would even argue to a certain point like willpower is something that like you need to train in its own right Mm -hmm. um to like build up that mental capacity and that that, again that fortitude to be able to get it done it's 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 okay to fuck up and i think that's a super super important thing that i try to get like get across to people too and this is also going back to like where process stuff comes Mm -hmm. into play like if you said if you said you wanted to work out three days a week cool there's seven days in a week three of them right and that allow that allows you days to feel like shit that allows you days to mess up Right. And that always gives tomorrow. And hopefully you don't push it to the last, like where you're working out Friday, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, you know, if, if you're like, all right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday type of thing, yeah. say, say something happens, right? Something comes up and you're like, oh, shit, Wednesday, I can't work out. Okay. Can you work out Thursday? Oh, perfect. You can. Awesome. Sweet. You're still on track. Yeah. Right. Nothing is lost. 
right? You're, you can, you still have days to accomplish those three days a week, or you can plan accordingly where you're like, I have to go on this trip. I'm not going to be able, you know, I'm going to have to go, I have to go on this work trip. Right. And I'm not going to have the time or really the ability to do some work, some training, or if I can, it's going to be super hard, mm -hmm. but I leave on Friday. All right. So that gives you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to get three days in. That's pretty doable. Yeah. You know, it might not be the best situation for you, depending, but you can, you can make that happen. But if it's your process goal, there you go. Yeah. Right. There's something there. Right. And it, it allows wiggle room. Yeah. And I think, which is, I think super important for anybody starting off. But if you fuck up, if you mess up, like, you know, don't beat yourself up about it either. Yeah. Like welcome to being a human. I think, I think that's where the, the lack of motivation comes in is people are like, oh, I failed. Yeah. I failed. I, I can't do this. And then they, they wean off of it. They're like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll try again next time. But they don't tell themselves when next time is going to be. Yeah. 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 Well, and I a hundred percent, a hundred percent agree with you on that one. Like, and that's, that's a, that's a snowball in the negative direction as yeah. well. Right. Like if you, you know, if you were learning something new and I think anybody who's coming into like into the training space for, you know, if they're a newbie, if they've never done it before, if it's been a quite a while, right. We all know the, the uncle who's like, yeah, I used to play football in high school. <laughs> you're like, cool. That was 35 years ago. I have friends like that. So yeah. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> whatever, um, you know, not to shit on you guys, you yeah. can still do no, it. Yeah. Right? You guys, yeah. But like, you guys could still drill me to the ground. Yeah. So. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> you know, if you are, if you're too hard on yourself or, um, you're, you, you'll never succeed. Right. Yeah. Or well, not never, but like, like you make it that much harder. Yeah. And so you have to, you have to give yourself when you are learning something new, the ability to fail and move on and move past it. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm relearning how to play guitar and I am frustrated at how much worse I am than when I, when I played years ago. Yeah. But like, cool. All right. Like I'm allowed to mess that up because I'm like, I'm in the mindset of like, I'm in a learning, like kind of like a learning mindset right now. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't be, you can't just instantly be good at stuff. Right. Like there, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And having gone through that experience, I mean, yours guitar, mine is training. Like you also have to remind yourself, Hey, you've been here before. You know how difficult it was back then. It's still the same now because you're starting over. Like you have to remind yourself like baby steps. Yeah. You have to remind yourself that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's like, that's the process, right? That is the process like in its entirety of like, yeah. I guess if, if you're starting over or if you're starting fresh or you took some time off or you're learning something new, like you got to find the enjoyment in those little things and you have to allow yourself to mess up. And not beat yourself up about it, but just know that there is always tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, uh, stoicism kind of teaches that concept in that the, like what happened in the past happened. There is nothing you can do to change that. Mm -hmm. What's done is done. Yeah. Essentially. The only thing you can do is like either, what are you going to take from it and how do you move forward? Exactly. Right. And so, and that's going back to my, going back to my dude, like there are days where he would come in and be like, I had that, you know, I had two Cokes yesterday. Cool. All right. Well, that was yesterday. Yeah. So it's over. So today, what's the plan? You're like, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll only have four. Perfect. Sweet. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Right. Bumps in the road happen. Like, you know, things like success, you know, you see, again, going back to Instagram, like you see these like success people and like motivational people and like goals and whatever, you know, it's not a, it's not a straight line. Um, there are, and if, if like, you know, if you zoom out, over a timeline of like three years, like sure, it might look like a straight line that goes yeah. like up. But if you zoom in from like the day to day, the week to weeks, like those, that thing's a zigzag. Yeah. There's ups and downs it's all jagged. the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 
and I think people are kind of, I don't want to use the phrase waking up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are getting woke to that concept, <laughs> right? That there are like, there are ups and downs. Like that's, that's life, man. Yeah. Like welcome to it. Absolutely. Um, I think that, yeah, the, if they weren't before, this is definitely the year that's just <laughs> like, yo, there's definitely fucking ups and downs to life. Like, dude. Yeah. Right. You know, it's a, you know, I, I think, uh, there's a lot of bad that has happened, but to try and find a, like, you know, the, the diamond in the rough of the situation is, you know, with people having a lot of time on their hands mm-hmm. for the most part, or, and yeah, a lot of time on their hands. And for, for whatever reason that might be, whether, you know, like work, um, or maybe you're still working, but a lot of the things that you enjoy doing aren't there anymore. That kind of gives you some time to think a little bit. And I think a lot of people have done this too. And like a little bit of rationale or re, like re thinking and reasoning into like, what are the, th- what are things that are important to me and what are things that I enjoy doing? You know, I was listening to somebody talk about this and I think it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like the universe answering what we've all been asking for, right? We're all overworked. We're all stressed. We're all tired. Yeah. Well, guess what? Now you get to sleep. Yeah. Like now you get to de-stress a little bit. I mean, even, and then eventually stress about more yeah, things. Yeah, stressing again, yeah. Right? But you, um, you get a break. You get a, you kind of get, we're forcibly given a break, yeah. right? And and I, I talked to a lot of friends who've kind of picked up stuff that they're like, well, I didn't really have time to, you know, quote unquote, time to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I have a bunch of friends who've hit me up in the past, or, or, you know, the past year so far and are just like, what should I do for some training? Yeah. Sweet. Hell yeah, man. It's about time. Yeah. But like, let's do it. Here's what you do. Or like, you know, I've started to pick back up into guitar. Like I probably wouldn't have done that if I was doing what, like on that same, the same level of like work that I was doing in the past. Right. Um, picking up instruments, friends picked up photography, like these things that they've always had like an interest in, but haven't been able to get a part of. Um, we picked up a podcast. We picked up a fucking podcast, right? Like uh, to be totally honest, man, like if, if I was, I really do think like I will say I've wanted to do this and my, like my motivation for it has been pretty high for quite a while. And you were kind of the, I think you were the catalyst for me to like pull the trigger finally. Yes. But like, it would have been a little bit harder to make this happen if I was doing to the extent of what no, I was. No, for the sure. Past. I, for sure. I, I think what uh, we started talking about it, what, half a year ago, like jokingly half yeah. a year ago. And then I was kind of leaning into you more like, no, I'm like, I'm serious. Like if you're ready to do this, I want to do this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, eventually down the road, eventually down the road. And then finally you were just like, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. I, any, I guess, I mean, I think we were kind of hitting the, hitting kind of the end point of that whole conversation. I want to, I, I want to, before we finish off, I, yeah. I want to, because, you know, you're, you were a former coach of mine and I, I want you to hold me accountable. I, I telling you right now Uh-oh. i'm telling you right now i want to get back baby steps i want to get back at least three days a week in my gym garage you and i want you just hold me accountable done because we'll see each other like every friday so yeah. i just want you to hold me accountable <laughs> yes done yeah done i love it yeah man like you know that like one other kind of note to that is kind of i feel like i kind of made made you know extrinsic goals and like uh outcome goals a little bit of like a a, like a demon Mm -hmm. or kind of like a little bad type of juju type of thing i and i don't necessarily mean that yeah um i want to make it clear that i i I think one has a longer term success rate than the other but 
using one to kickstart the process right. is awesome. Yeah. It can be super awesome. Um, and that can be, you know, doing like literally what you just asked, right. Is you have a, now you have an external factor mm -hmm. to kind of try and hold you accountable to like what it is that you want to try and do. Yeah. And if that's an, if that's the motivation to get you started, well, perfect. Because then that's going to also then get you started into all of the other aspects that are going to apply to like get the ball rolling. I'm hoping positive. all the gears start turning. The factory turns back on and it's just <laughs> like, all right, we're fucking back to what we like doing. Again. We're going. We're go. hundred percent. It's not the end of the world if you need to do that. And so if, if that, if that means you have to hire a coach, do it right. It doesn't have to be forever. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, if, the, if, if they're worth their, their weight, um, you know, they're, they're not necessarily cheap, yeah. but a little bit of investment to kind of kickstart the process is that's Some, awesome. someone or something to guide you. Yeah. yeah. Buy a book, right? Yeah. Like listen to a podcast. Like, Absolutely. I mean, sometimes when I'm feeling super, super crappy about it, like I go and watch some of the CrossFit videos and I'm just like, all right, like, yeah, I need to do this. Yeah. You know, this, uh, uh, kind of like a little joke. So I'm in, I don't know if, uh, if we referenced this last time, but you know, I'm in, a uh, found myself in the, uh, the competition, an international like CrossFit competition. Mm -hmm. It sounds a little cooler than it is. Well, actually no, it sounds pretty cool. Are we talking about the Australia one? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't, did we touch? I don't think we told I don't know if we did. anybody. You and I talked about, it. I don't know if any, we told anybody else. Yeah. Well, anyway, I have. And so he's really good. And so the, no, I'm not that good. You're really good. I'm not, but there is a, you know, there's this like fun little thing that I always like tell myself. And, uh, it's, I, 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 w I literally will whisper this to myself in the gym, especially if there's people around, if it's not, I'll, I'll say it out loud, mm. but I'll just, I'll always talk to myself and be like, how bad do you want it? Oh, I've heard you say that. Have you? Yeah. I've heard you say that when <laughs> you and I worked out together and then, uh, uh, with what, with what's his name? Fucking Jack dude with the badass car. Um, oh, Mikey, Mikey, like I've heard you, <laughs> like you will literally, like I, I forgot what workout it was. We were all lining up on the bars ready to do our pull-ups and before the clock goes like you were just like how bad do you want this like you didn't say it quietly but i was just like oh shit ryan's ready to go like <laughs> ryan is ready was that when we were doing the qualifier stuff yes yeah that sounds right yeah that's when because all three of us were ready to go and I, I told you before i got there i was like look dude i was like there you guys your two calibers way above mine like you've trained me to get here i'm gonna give you everything i've got i'm gonna push you like i may stop and breathe but I'm going to be yelling at you the whole time. <laughs> and I mean, if you've never worked out with Ryan or seen Ryan work out, like when he gets in that mode, Oh my God, like there, there's an engine in there that does not stop till the clock is done or till the work is done. <laughs> so yeah, if you hear him say, how bad do you want it? You better believe if you're competing and you hear that you're, you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. If, yeah, maybe <laughs> if you're, yeah, if you're on his caliber, He'll want it more than you. Yeah, I try, but yeah. So like that's like I use that right, and this is kind of a another kind of side piece to like mantras and kind of putting putting some stock and stuff. I tell myself, let's fuck shit up. Let's fuck shit up. There yeah. you go. It works, right? Yeah. And so, but like, so what I've done for me with a situation like that, and so I know the question, like the the question that kind of started this was was about. Um, consistency in training, mm -hmm. but there was a kind of a side portion to that, that question, um, that was also about during training and how to stay focused during training. Oh yeah. All right. And so all of this boils down into, for me, that this little moment and this little mantra, because all of the stuff that I've, I've said is 
all tied in to that phrase to me. Mm -hmm. So when I say, how bad do you want it to myself? I'm thinking about all of the things that I'm trying to do and why I'm doing that. Yeah. That gives me just, that kind of brings me back into reality. That little bit of a spark in my brain that goes, these are all the reasons that you're doing it um, without having to think about it. I just kind of feel that. Yeah. And especially with the fact that I am going to be competing against a, a bunch of people who I probably don't deserve to be competing against. You do. Man, there are some monsters in this group. Stop being so modest. You're a monster too in your own right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. I will never, I will never self-admit that. So never. I'll let Eric uh, will never talk to me up about it. But he'll but, destroy everyone in in a gym, no name specifically, and not say, "Oh, I'm pretty fucking good." <laughs> Well, that's what that's such a asshole thing to say. You don't have to say it out loud. Oh man. I mean, yeah, I mean I am I will admit I'm a I'm an elitist in behind in behind closed <laughs> there doors. We go. There um we go. but I will I will never and if I do, slap me. Right. But I will I will I never <laughs> on the butt. And the yeah, please. <laughs> you just do that anytime. That's true. Um but I never want to be that person. No, you're okay, so there's a difference and we're riffing off. There's a difference between you being an elitist and you being confident. And I think I think <laughs> You're about to accidentally insult me. I'm gonna accidentally <laughs> insult you. I think you are afraid. To show your confidence. Ooh, man. I, I, no, 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 no. And I don't want to insult you. No, no, no. There's, a, there's something <laughs> called imposter. There's like a, an imposter syndrome okay. that exists in like, uh, with like, pro, like professionals mm-hmm. and the idea of like, uh, you, you don't deserve the accomplishment that you're having. Yes. Which is a weird thing. And I've been kind of like musing over that concept a little bit with okay. myself. Good. Because it's kind of a, a weird con- the weird be, thing for you to say to me. Because, <laughs> because having been your athlete, having worked out with you, trained with you, being been a training partner here and there, you you have the drive, you have the motivation. You like I've seen your work ethic. The work ethic you put in is phenomenal. And then, you know, when we talk or when you have side conversations, you're like, oh, you know, I'm not that good. I want to fucking hit you because <laughs> I'm just like, you're kidding me. Like you are that good. You are that good. You don't you tell everybody you're not. And I, I like I like I want to, I brag about you every now and then, or I used to brag about you every now and then, but I'm just like, why the fuck is he not like accepting these accomplishments? <laughs> I, I like, I want to go up there and accept them for you. I, I feel like if there was ever an award for you, you wouldn't go up. Like they would call your name and you'd be like, no, you'd sit in your chair and they just fucking focus the cameras on you. And I'd be like, get your ass up, go get that <laughs> fucking award. Get up there. Yeah. No, but, but you, you are a very humble human being. I try to be. Yeah. Because. Because like, I, and thank you. I appreciate all of those very kind words. For me, I know that there are like people are going through like this pro, like the the process, mm-hmm. right, by themselves or not by themselves, but like you know internally in some capacity, right. And so the last thing I want to be is like a a, a showboaty asshole, yeah, right, and potentially demoralize or like derail somebody's like efforts because they're like, well, I guess I'm never gonna be as good as that guy, yeah, right, and like. Nah, man, because I've like, you know, I've, I've experienced people like that yeah, and I've seen it, I've seen it kind of happen to, to other people where they just like, you know, there's kind of two paths that you can take of either like you, like you take that as motivation and show up next time, next time around, um, or or it defeats you. Yeah. And like, 
I'd never like, you know, with friends, I think I, I, I could be cocky. Yeah. Like, you know, with like you or. You oh, know, when we do, when we used to do our like Sunday do, training like, the, or the, yeah. the Saturday. The like, Saturday groups. training. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. I'll shit talk the hell out of all you guys because I know, I know you, right? Yeah. I know you guys can take that. But like if, if we're doing like an open workout, like, nope, that's yeah. not going to happen. Right. Because there's people in there. Like we talked about this last time. Like there's people in there that are going to get their first muscle up and yeah. like there's no way in hell I will ever want to be the person that takes the spotlight away from that. So I'm like, I will, I will quietly sit back in the sidelines, do the work that I need to do. You and won't like, even do it in the class. I think I've judged one of your, your freaking open workouts and we did it like off hours. Yeah. A hundred percent. We definitely have. <laughs> but, but I mean, it was funny cause it was you and me and you're like, I'm going to crush this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's like kind of going back, right? Like I've gotten so accustomed to there, there's like, I mean, this is, this is kind of going off the off a little bit now, way off now, but like for me, I, I, there's like, there's like a, uh, you know, people talk about like the zone, Mm -hmm. right. And I feel like my zone is, is very different Mm. because like, I can't be a class, like a class environment and like, depending on, you know, where it's at and like kind of the, the atmosphere around it will can kind of trigger a, like an aggressive competitive approach in me. But Oftentimes I've found that that is like detrimental to my performance. Oh, being like too focused and like too like, like narrow vision. Mm-hmm. Um, like I get like more tense. I get more, um, it's more, e- it's easier for me to kind of get defeated yeah. if something starts to go <clears throat> slightly awry. Oh, uh, I get it. So when I'm like either by myself or if I'm doing it, like, like when I was doing it with you guys, yeah. it was perfect. Like when I was doing those qualifiers, because it was, I was around my friends. I can, I can like, I felt so comfortable just being the way that I needed to be, which is like, you know, focused, but like goofy at the same time. Yeah. Like I need to be able to laugh in the middle of a workout. Like if I, you know, if I'm doing like jump rope and I trip and the the handle flies out of my hands, Mm -hmm. like in the environment with a bunch of you guys, I can like, I can like put my head up and be like, ha, you gotta be kidding me. Or when we all tore our hands on the fucking pull-ups. Yeah. Or when we all tore our hands on the pull-ups, like it's like it's that situation where I could just be like, <laughs> "Oh, you know, you and Mikey got to ring muscle-ups and tore your hands." Yeah, yeah. I didn't even get out of the pull-ups and tore my hands. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it's like a situation like that where I can, la- I can like, yeah. yeah, I can be serious and I can laugh at it and be we like, "God laugh. damn it!" Yeah. And then like go back into work, yeah. go back and do some work. Absolutely. And that's like that's like my flow state. I think I'm, I'm like the first thing that you said. Like I. It's not detrimental to me because I think I I take it as a focus versus being unfocused. I I will listen to music and it's something coaches before have told me like you got to find your zone and my zone is me. So like even if like I mean I, I think we discussed this in the last one. I'm the team guy. Yeah. I like working out in teams. But when it comes to game time I need my zone. I don't care what you guys do. I need my zone. So like for example, there was a competition I did. I uh, did it with a, a friend of mine, another coach, and I put my music on, and I was just like, "Don't talk to me." Yeah. Like no one fucking talked to me. <laughs> and people would come up, and you know, they're trying to be nice and wish you good luck and pump you up, and motivate you, and you know, tell you how to do something. And I just stare at them, and I'm just like, "Don't talk to me." And I don't mean to be rude or mean, but I'm like, I'm I'm where I need to be for that, and I get angry, like I get mad, and I look at people who I'm competing against and I'm like, I'm going to fucking crush you. I'm going <laughs> to fucking crush you. I'm going to fucking crush you. You might be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'll, I'll, I'll get angry and I'll get mad. Not man. I'll, I'll get angry and I'll be determined 
and and like have that that kill you mindset yeah yeah and, and I, I you're right like we all have different ones but i think that one works for me in the competitive aspect um but like when we were when we would train together when i would train by myself it would be more like the the why are you doing that or what did you say like how much how bad do you want oh, this yeah. yeah i think when i was doing your programming and i was you know doing my working out by myself or you know working out with melissa it was it was one of those like how bad do you want it or Remember why you started this. Remember why you're doing this. Remember why you asked Ryan to be your coach. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think I have, I guess, two zones like, like you do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's totally fair. Yeah. But to, to add to a point and like kind of like a, a proof into why I need to be like kind of like a pseudo chill. When we did that competition, like, so we had a pool that was out. Oh, that yeah. was awesome. And uh, it was great because it was like 110 degrees outside. It was outside. so hot. It was terrible. But I, but the the company I worked for was a was a sponsor for the event, and so we had a pool out so people can get in it, which not a whole lot of people did. No. But I was hanging out in my speedo. Oh. And like, and that's like that's I mean that's a little bit of my like kind of like security blanket too, mm-hmm. in a weird way because it's like it's goofy, right? It's it's like I, when I talk to people about it because they're like, you seriously wear speedos? I was like, hell yeah, I do. I love them. But because it's like, it's, it's, it's such a jarring thing to see in a way that like, it's so uncommon. It's very, it's fairly uncommon. In North America, in in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Like Speedos aren't really a thing outside of like competitive swimming or, you know. Europe. Certain communities, I guess. Yeah. And so like to, to be able to like, and we were in a, 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 an inflatable pool. We were. In a parking lot. Yeah. Very landlocked. With like. With vendors all around us. With like a t-shirt and some supplement companies. And I'm standing there in like my shoes in a speedo. Hell yeah. And so, but like, that's like that, that's the thing that like, it takes that little bit of that edge off because Mm -hmm. it's goofy. I know people are kind of like laughing about it. And I was like, all right, cool. Like it's, you know, I can laugh about that. I can have some fun with it. Like make people slightly uncomfortable um, just by the pure presence. And, uh, that's like enough to like, okay, I know I'm still here like in competition, but like I can relax. Like it it allows me to like relaxation until that, until we were like found out that we had like 20 minutes between the one event to the other when we were trying to relax. And then I had to, we had to do that workout and I had to like throw shorts on with wet speedo underneath it. Yeah. It's the worst. God. Um, That was a floater, right? Yeah, the mm. like ski and like the ski and sandbag uh, carrier or whatever it was. What are, the, yeah, what we had to do with the backpacks on. Yeah, the backpacks and the all oh, the like the D ball run and the ski and yeah, yeah, and the snatches. Yeah, yeah, that workout was stupid. That sucked, <laughs> and it was hot. Yeah, again, it was like a hundred some degrees yeah. outside in a parking lot. That pool was amazing. Well, yeah, and there was like five people who used it. Yeah, and, like two of them were us. Yeah, so dumb. Yeah, but whatever. Um, this is pre-COVID, by the way. Was, yeah, very, yeah. very much pre-COVID. Way pre-COVID. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so anyway, point being, answer those questions yeah. to yourself if you ever feel like you kind of get stuck. Ask yourself those questions. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you said, ask yourself why. Like a kid, like ask yourself why till you can't give yourself an answer anymore. And then when you kind of have all of your reasons, like, and this is, this is a me thing and it might work for, other, for others out there too, is, you know, find a little mantra that kind of, kind of mm-hmm. kind of sticks with you yeah. and tie all of those things that you've come to, um, you know, add, you've added up and apply them to that, that, that phrase or that word. And so if you are in the middle of training and you're like getting tired or you're kind of like, maybe I'll just do one set less mm-hmm. like, and like say it to yourself, right? Like, you know, how bad do you want it type of thing? 
and hopefully that'll be the the nice little kick in the pants to do that last set finish off right maybe maybe push a little bit harder in the last 30 seconds right finish strong finish all the way through Anything else? Anything you want to add no, to that? That was some deep shit. We I told that you that was way deeper than I thought we would go on that one. I told you we were gonna like. Yeah, you did before. Before we did this, yeah. I, I shot Eric a message. And the I was text like, says, "Are you ready to dive deep?" Yeah, yeah. Um, especially for this first one because this one, this one means a lot to me. There's a lot of it does. There's a lot of deep, yeah. uh, kind of a lot of ties that yeah. I have to. it. I mean, you opened up with a very passionate story, so that was. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, like not joking. Joke, all jokes aside, I, I, everything I've learned more today like i mean i always learn with you but like i learned more about you that helped me learn about myself so hell yeah yeah success yeah well i love it so i guess with uh with all that being said probably time to sign off yeah uh and again you guys can find us on our instagram at another period rep period podcast or you can always reach out to us at another rep podcast at gmail.com and you can find us on everywhere where podcasts can be listened to now. Yes. Finally. Finally. All right, guys. Enjoy. Or guys and ladies. Guys and ladies, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Bye.